At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. If you've been hurt in a car accident or slip and fall, then call a law office of Seltzer Mayberg at 855-5000-LAW or go to OneCallLegal.com. Mention 5 Reasons Sports to get a free consultation. With 24-7 availability, they'll make sure you work directly with an attorney to get you the compensation that you deserve. Once again, 855-5000-LAW. That's Seltzer Mayberg. Let me introduce you to another sponsor, bestever.com. That is B-S-T-E-V-R.com. Bestever.com is a fantasy sports simulator that uses real-life data to simulate hypothetical situations. For example... Ever wondered if Dan Marino could win a Super Bowl with a top 10 running game? We all have. You can do that with bestever.com. Let's say the Dolphins are in the running for a big free agent. Just add them to the current team and simulate games to see how it can turn out. Just open a free account and start building your own story and have bestever.com spit out game stories just for you. Bestever is not only fun to use, but has many uses beyond just curiosity. Go to bestever.com. That's B-S-T-E-V-R.com. Com. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league, or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars but first sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today welcome to three yards per caddy a podcast covering the miami dolphins and the nfl now here's your hosts chris alf and simon and we're on. Welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Artiaga. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here. And as always, we are brought to you by Manscaped. Use the code 5RSN to receive 20% off of your order. Uh, no new Manscaped stories, I suppose. Dead silence. I was using it right now, actually. I'm sorry. You distracted me. Oh, okay. We are also brought to you by Biscayne Bay Brewing. Of course, go to the website. If not, you can get their Marlins Lager. Lager. So bad. Lager. So Lager. Oh, oh, you didn't use the soft G before. That would that would have been good. Uh, you can get that at Publix. You can get that at Total Wine. Have it delivered to you via Instacart. Okay, guys. 
um, very near, you know, in the near past, I would say. Calvin Oy got cut, and there was, oh, well, Twitter was in an uproar. Nobody seemed to know what it meant. Uh, I don't think we know what it means yet. We will know, I guess, in about 14 days. But, Simon, were you surprised Calvin Oy was just unceremoniously cut? And he seems to be hurt by it, too. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. I mean, he played pretty well last season. Um, six and a half sacks, three in one game. Um, you know, he was a good player. He was a leader. Um, but clearly, they've got a plan. Otherwise, you know, you don't get rid of um, you don't get rid of good players for 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 no reason. I mean, and also he signed a you know he was guaranteed thirty million on that four year fifty one million dollar contract. Um, I mean, I always think it's a bit weird when, when journalists start saying, oh, he's going to get cut, he's going to get cut, and then you hear, oh, they're trying to trade him. It's like, you've already given the game away, lads. You're going to cut him. Nobody's <laughs> trading for a guy you know you're going to cut. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought he was an impact player. Um, I thought he played well. Um, and it was a surprise to me, but clearly there was a plan, and whether that's a free agency plan. Uh, I know Chris is going to talk up uh, a guy he really likes, Um a guy I'm less keen on, uh, or whether that comes in the draft by the former of Zabin Collins, for example, who seems to fit both the profile really of Van Noy and of Jamie Collins. He could be either or um, and, and would seem to be the perfect fit. So um, I was, uh, we shall see. But, uh, you know, he was tied third as well in the entire league among non-defensive linemen in total pressures for 28. So, you know, it had a real impact. They clearly want to see more out of Andrew Van Ginkle. Um you know, and his stats were pretty close on defense to, to Van Noy's production. He's significantly cheaper. Um, so I have to wait and see how it plays out. But, um, but yeah, it was a surprise to me, I think. And, you know, but they, they want to make 12 and a half million pounds worth of cash savings, which they've done. So there you go. Chris, was it a surprise to you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was definitely a surprise because I thought, I mean, it, it's not just that he was a leader and, you know, <laughs> played pretty well I thought he played pretty well you know he could have he could have played a little bit better actually um but at the same time first year with the new program you know sometimes it takes you a while to ramp up but really it was a surprise because I know that he has a good relationship with Brian Flores so Mm -hmm. um you know the fact that he was dismissed and seems a little bit sour about it um yeah that surprises me but I think I think that uh, it's just it's it's really dollars and cents here. Um, it's looking at his production versus what you could spend on a younger. I mean, he's you know I hate I hate to keep pointing this out because you know some people like you know get on me every time I I talk about how ageist Miami is um, under Chris Greer and Brian Flores, but they really are. Um, mm-hmm. They don't look at like anybody over a certain age and and you know, who's the, who was the one 30 year old player that they had and they just got rid of them <laughs> they just got rid of them i mean so so i mean that's it's just simple fact so uh so he reached a certain age he, he played well pretty well but he's on a, a bigger contract the the contract had sort of a a one-year get out kind of window um and they got out so um you know, before they before they go ahead and and plunk more money into him, uh, I guess they just want to see what their other options are. And it, with this class, I think you pointed out there's it's a pretty fat class, uh, free agency wise. 
Um, there's always draft options every year. Uh, so, so maybe, and they've, and they've got the luxury of having an Andrew Van Ginkle, um, who they, you know, who was pretty good and is still pretty cheap and is very young. And, uh, and he was able to take his Kyle Van Noy's place in the, uh, the Kansas city game, um, as a left outside linebacker moving over from right side. And, uh, and I think that with all of that, that's what it is. You know, let's go see, let's go see what we can do with that money, maybe at other positions. And then, uh, and then take, you know, take, uh, solid options and free agency. Um, but this could be also the start. I mean, you're seeing it ra- around like, you know, Golden Tate just got released. And and there, I saw a tweet earlier that was like, he was talking to an NFL executive about the veterans that are going to be cut, and cut next to, next week. And it's like, the guy's like, it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, Diana um, Rossini on NFL yeah. Network, she said that uh, expect a bloodbath. And that's, yeah. And, that's so, words and, next and you wonder if this is like, these are like the opening the opening this is the opening salvo of what is really going to possibly shock some people like Trent Brown is already being shopped by the Las Vegas Raiders you know what if he just gets cut too because nobody nobody's buying on him um i think i think you could see this everywhere like all these over 30s just getting cut because they're going to be sitting on the market and all these teams are not going to have as much cap space. So they're going to be a little bit reticent about what they're doing because of the whole cap situation. And, um, and then all these, these veterans collectively are going to have to be accepting, you know, one year low money deals. And so somebody's going to get Kyle Van Noy for like $3 million or something like that. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I mean, that's what's good. Maybe not Miami because we're the ones that cut them and he's sour, but, <laughs> but collectively there, there are options now. And I think that that could be what it boils down to. Yeah. The word is that the Baltimore Ravens are, are pretty in on him, which kind of suggests that maybe Matthew Judon might be gone. So, you know, that's another name. Yeah. And if you look at the sport track list of edge players, outside linebacker types, it's so, it's so shock full of talent that those guys got to find teams. Those are not guys that are going to sit out a year. Those guys are going to play football this year. So there's plenty of options. But uh, let me throw in another reason why this possibly happened. Could it be that there's, they're clearing the skids for uh, their own Baker extension, like we talked about on the show a couple of weeks back? I think that bodes well going forward now, Simon. I think so. I think, he, you know, uh, he's not beloved by a lot of fans, but he's certainly beloved by people that, um, such as myself and you and Chris, who, <laughs> yeah. who uh, I don't want to sound, um, who enjoy what he does. I think he's a solid player. He's a leader. He's a good tackler. He's very good in coverage. You know, those kind of guys are rare. He's got great movement skills, good lateral quickness. Uh, he's a good player, Jerome Baker. He never, you know, given his body type, he doesn't really get injured. He's in an, on an awful lot of snaps. Um, he's just a decent player and you, you kind of want to extend those guys. You know, there's no point in developing him for four years and letting him go. The same with Mike Gesicki, you know, you're going to see that one as well. You know, and it may be that that's what they're maneuvering to do to, to get guys like Gesicki and guys like Baker in with new deals. But um, there's clearly a plan. You don't cut a Carvan Noy now without a plan um, because they didn't need to get under the cap. They had cap space. So we'll just have to see what it is. Yeah, Chris. Now, Baker, I mean, if we're talking about Baker, the thing 
to keep in mind is um, is maybe they want to change around, restructure a little bit some of the things he's doing. Um, I think because you know you did see you did see that he could pressure and sack the quarterback um, quite a bit, and uh, and so you know maybe you want to see more games like uh, like the Rams game when he when he you know pass rushed a whole lot or um you know some other game he did or in the against chiefs Kansas game where, where he chiefs, was a menace right. yeah he was a menace in that chiefs game and that was the game kyle van noy missed so um yeah. you know the jets game he was he was uh you know, he he passed rushed a whole lot so um i think that uh, the first jets game i mean but um yeah so the, you could see a little bit of restructuring as far as duties and and schematic stuff as um to get jerome baker to into more dynamic spots i think um so that could be interesting i don't think i don't think kyle van noy's contract was ever going to be the reason that we couldn't get an extension done with jerome baker though Hmm. so um so i think that i you know i do think that uh they're kind of separate deals and this is as simon says you don't they didn't need it to get under the cap so there's a plan in place and we're just going to have to see what it is. Yeah, I, I kind of agree, but there's, you know, when it happened, I felt like, okay, I don't, I don't get this right now, but you start, you step away from it a little bit and you start saying, you know what? I think the benefit of cutting them is actually more than actually keeping them as of right now. If you think about it more long-term and you look at that, that list of on sport track of edge players where you know, they could actually go in a different direction and maybe go get a pass rush specialist and maybe try to replace Tabanoi in-house. Now, those are 814 snaps that are just not going to go poof. And you can't give the 800 snaps to a guy that plays 796 in, in Van Ginkle. So we begin there. Simon, mm-hmm. how do you start to replace Tabanoi? Because... It's either with another expensive guy with his money, or maybe we're going into the draft to replace Cabanoy, but he does need replacing. Yeah, I think it's probably the draft. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think there are players. You know, it, it may be that they try and look cheaper. You've talked about Matthew Judon, and, you know, we've talked privately about, you know, the Bud Dupree's and the. But I, I just don't see that. I just don't see Miami having the money to do it. You know, Matthew Judon is a year, he is a really good player, but he's only a year younger than, than Carl Van Noy. We'll probably command a, you know, I mean, his 2020 average is 16,000, 16,808,000. So he's going to be commanding more cash than, than Carl Van Noy. You know, so um, I think it remains to be seen who that might be. Um, you know, do they take a flyer on a, someone like a Leonard Floyd, for example, a slightly different position, but again, 29 years of age. It, it's it, it's difficult to see where it's going to come in free agency. Um, you know, people have talked about Hassan Reddick, but, you know, I'd be extremely fearful of a guy who didn't play very well for his first three seasons and then became a, a tearaway in a contract year after Arizona decided not to extend in the, the fifth year of his, of his contract. So, I I personally think it's going to be the draft, um, but then you're ex, you know the expectation then is that you are hoping a kid comes in and really plays four five hundred defensive snaps, and you know that's that's a, a, a rare thing, you know, uh, especially when you're looking at some players who you know have opted out of the season, some linebackers who opted out who who might fit schematically. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of question marks there, but as we keep saying, you know, we don't know what it is, but 
there clearly is some sort of plan. Uh, it just remains to be seen what it what it is and how it plays out. And it may be more of a kind of a, a by committee approach rather than just having Baker and Van Noy as they seem to do so often uh, last season. Yeah, and judging by by Twitter and seeing the McCordy twins talking about you know bringing Calvin Oy back and putting the band back together, you know, you know it doesn't it doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies. <laughs> Let me just mm. see that to see that Patriot defense rounding back into form. But Chris, yeah, how do I wouldn't you go? I wouldn't mind it. Go ahead and get older. Go go mm. go. Bring all the old guys back. You know, when when you when you're going with Cam Newton at quarterback and you know and and whoever else. Uh, is going to be at quarterback who God knows who um, just going to be carousel this year, but you know, go ahead and get, get old guys to surround if they draft some new young quarterback. It's, it's not a good fit. <laughs> it's not a good fit for the development of that team. So yeah, the other uh, way to look at it too, is that, you know, we split with them last year, but they got dominated by Buffalo. If they could take a game off of Buffalo, you know, that actually helps us in the long run if they get a little bit better because we always split with them no matter what. But yeah, how, yeah. how do you replace Calvinoy, Chris? Like, do you have any ideas? Do you think they're you know where they're going with this so far? No, well, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this by by any means. Um, but I think that they have options, and I think that the options aren't. You know, they could it could be the draft, and that's Miami's. I think, I think their default is yeah we're we're building through the draft um so it could be very well be that but if it's free agency you know i agree i tend to agree with simon Hassan reddick there's there's a little bit of buyer beware there um you know mm-hmm. he's struggling for for years and uh and then they rescind the fifth year option and then all of a sudden his free agent year he goes off for um like he did and and uh they just went ahead and got jj watt uh which means that they're not actually even trying to keep him um keep pace on reddick so i buyer beware there um matt judon again are they going to spend a ton of money on the guy i've looked at there's two guys one we already know that brian flores has a thing had a thing tried to get jadavian clowney yeah, and that's just the fact, right? I mean, that's and I'm sorry, you know, I don't know what he's going to get. He was paid. supposed to um, be in the Tunsil deal. He was supposed to be in the Tunsil yeah. deal. Yeah, I mean, he basically showed up at the last minute at the the facility, and he's like, "No, not Miami," you know, um, because he he thought Miami was going to be awful and rebuilding, um, which and, they were, which they were. <laughs> um, so so now you you fast forward, and it's like, uh, yeah, I th- I think. I think that if he still got, if he still got it for Jadavian Clowney, um, then you could see that, and it would fit. It would, it would definitely fit. Now, is Jadavian Clowney? I, the biggest thing I'm always worried about with Jadavian Clowney is, his, you know, he doesn't play, um, because you know, otherwise, otherwise the um, the th- I'm not worried about him too much on the field. I know that he didn't, he wasn't productive on the stat sheet mm-hmm. this year, but I, you know, watched him play. Um, and he, he wasn't really, wasn't that bad. Uh, I thought he, I thought he played pretty well. I thought he, he still has, you know, that physical, you know, physical look to him. Um, so I think I, they could explore that he's 29 years old or, he, you know, he'll be about 29 years old. Um, it's not really in Miami's, you know, 
wheelhouse really to go with the 29 year old like him but again mm-hmm. flores might just have a thing um and if he does then then that's what we see the guy i would look at actually though is uh is tyus bowser um and that's it, it's interesting that you know baltimore would sit there and actually be interested maybe in kyle van noy because mm-hmm. they're letting matt judon and tyus bowser go and Tyus Bowser is still only 26 years old. And, um, and you know, some guys, some guys that don't come from, they come from like Houston or something like they don't come from the SEC. It just takes a little while, right? It just, it just takes mm-hmm. a little bit for the light bulb to come up. And, um, and that's what I see with Tyus Bowser. He, you know, took a little while for the light bulb to come up. But the thing is that uh, Kyle Van Noy did a lot more. He had a lot more coverage duty than you might have otherwise thought. Like Kyle Van, he wasn't just a straight up pass rusher dude. Um, he had some coverage duty. Tyus Bowser, superb athlete, still young, and he's really good. He's really actually quite good in coverage. I think he had three interceptions this year or something like that. Mm. Um, and so, and and he's also he's getting you know he's getting better and better you know every year in the run defense um, and and as a pass rusher. And uh, like I said, you know, just sometimes guys like him coming from Houston it doesn't, you know, might take a little while. My, and, and I think that that you saw that light come on for him uh, last mm. year, a little bit and this year more. So mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they've got sort of a thing in mind there with, with a, a young guy, maybe some, maybe some talking that isn't supposed to happen. I don't know. Um, I would look out for him or Jadavian Clowney, but if that's not the case, then as Simon said, it's probably just going to be a draft thing. Two, yeah. two other names for you. One would be Matt Milano of the Bills, who's going to get paid. Mm. But yes. the the thing about Milano is, A, he's a really good player. B, mm-hmm. you strengthen your own team by weakening an opponent. Um, you know, And if they're clearing cash, they might be clearing cash for somebody like that. The other guy to look out for in the draft is Charles Snowden of Virginia, who's a three-and-a-half-year starter. He looks physically like Jason Taylor. He's six foot seven, 240 pounds. He's a kind of a quarterback hunter from deep but he plays exactly the same role that Carl Van Noy played for the same staff at BYU he, he's, hmm. a, he's a Carl Van Noy hybrid similar skill set like I said three and a half year starter two year team captain kind of alpha personality really highly regarded just keep an eye on him as a guy that you know in terms of familiarity with the scheme in terms of familiarity with the system might just be a guy on early day three that the Dolphins look to bring in because he can do a number of things. You know, is he a Sam? Is he an end? Um, it'll be, he's an interesting name to keep an eye on. Now, naturally when somebody gets cut and you look at those savings, uh, I think to myself, okay, you know, let's go get a star. Let's go get a clear upgrade. Although, you know, it's kind of off the board cause he doesn't really play the same position. Doesn't even do many of the same things. And, Chris kind of talked me off of it like in about 15 seconds on the WhatsApp chat. But, you know, if I just abandoned it, you know, we wouldn't be doing a podcast. But naturally, I go to a team that's kind of cash strapped or cap strapped and, you know, try to vulture some of their talent. Levante David is a star. Why doesn't he fit, Simon? Um, why doesn't he fit? Uh, I just don't think schematically. He's the yeah. He's a tremendous player. I think he. We've talked on this podcast. We've talked privately that he might be one of the most underrated players in the last 
what, eight, ten years in the NFL in terms of just how good he is. But just schematically, it, it, it's just two different styles of, uh, of play. It's, it's uh, square pegs, round holes. Um, yeah. I think, I think the, the rumour is that he's going to be heading elsewhere because of the cap situation uh, in Tampa. But I just don't see that what he does, uh, you know, fits what the Dolphins want to do. Um, I think he's a, you know, you look at someone like the Cleveland Browns, uh, it might be a fit for, for, for the Browns. I don't really think it's a, it's a fit for the Dolphins. Um, I think well, Chris makes a really good point about Tyus Bowser. Go on, Chris. I was just going to say, um, to your point, Simon, you know, square peg, round hole. You have to look at these. He's He did 100 sna- pass rush snaps this year. I mean, and, and that's all the yeah. way through the Super Bowl. And he did 820 coverage snaps. I mean, yeah. it's it's he's, he's not – this is not what he is, right? Nice. You're going to have him replace – you're going to have him replace a guy who's half pass rush, yeah. um, you know, and half up front with with uh basically a four three over linebacker an off ball yeah. linebacker it's the, who's six foot one runs six foot one and 230 pounds i mean that's not that's not gonna work and and that's no. and, and it's also out of miami's wheelhouse for and and by the way alf like you're not the only i got asked about levante david immediately on twitter about like 30 times <laughs> you know and well yeah and yeah, we saw $12.7 million. We said, all right, where's the clear upgrade? My God, there's yeah. a star out there. And I'd been hearing his name even before that, you know, by everybody. I think Omar Kelly is a huge fan. And, I, you know, I, I get it. He's a really good guy. He's a really good player. But he's it's not in Miami's wheelhouse to hire, first off, a 31-year-old, you know, 10-year vet. Yeah. Um, that's not that's not like them. Uh, and, and second, you know, this is, this is a six foot one, 300, 230 pound guy who is not a pass rusher. What are you doing? What are you doing? Hiring older Jerome Baker? Like that's yeah. what, why, why, why would you do that? Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand it. It doesn't fit. So, um, so no, no, I don't, I don't see that at all. Um, but I, you know, uh, Simon mentioned some draft um, prospects. I mean, you know, how good would, how good would Jason Oway look, you know, um, and, in sort of that role, I think with, with how, with how he moves, you know, um, Aziz Ajilari, uh, you know, Ellerson Smith, maybe somebody like that. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that they're Joseph Osai. I mean, you, you, you yeah, Joseph about Osai. Joseph Osai. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, all over, you know, right. He's, he's a very good player. And, um, and so I think there are options in the draft. It doesn't just have to be free agent. doesn't have to be going for, and then, well, I mean, I'll leave you to talk about it, Alf. But there, there are there are veterans that we don't know of that are going to be available, mm. or like that we don't think of that are going to mm. be available. And maybe Miami just wants to be in a position to scoop one of those up. Like, there's a lot of desperate teams out there, and they're going to be like, "I got to give up this guy." Yeah. <laughs> and, I think and next Miami week... Miami steps right up with all their extra draft picks. Yeah, and it's like, hmm. You know, who knows? Yeah, I think next week we're going to be doing a podcast and we're going to be saying, wow, did, can you believe that that guy got cut? Mm-hmm. Mm. Or like, traded. Or, or traded, yeah, traded, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and if you look at the sport track list, like, wow, I guess we're going to talk some edge rushers here since we have a little bit of time left. But one guy catches my eye because you got to think that he's had a disappointing career since he was drafted so high. But Solomon Thomas... San Francisco is now officially saying they're not going to bring him back. 
what happened to his career, Simon? I don't know if you've watched him any, any closer than I have. He had a promising start to his career, I believe. I, I, a promising I got finish as well. A you promising know? finish. He actually played really well this year, which was, again, it does make you, it gives you that slightly sort of buyer beware. Um, yeah, yeah but only for around. only for two games though, right? Didn't he get hurt? Like, he got, yeah, he got banged up. Yeah, he but got, came back he got and played. banged up real bad. Yeah, he's um he's had some serious sort of mental health issues off the field and stuff. Sure. Uh, Tyler Dunn wrote a great piece about him, how he, you know, he literally wanted to die um, not so long ago. Um, and I just, yeah, I mean, good player, but I just don't think, how much was he the sum of the parts that was around him as well, you know, in terms of the Nick Bosa's and uh, DeForest Buckner's and, and those kind of guys. I just don't think he ever really trained on from the kid. He was at Stanford. I think there was a lot going on behind the scenes that we probably, you know, even now that we don't really know about. Um, and the, the, there's a little bit of the... Um, Who's the, the the tackle that we drafted out of Stanford? Who had the issue with Richie Uncle? Jonathan Martin. Yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan Martin. Martin. I think there's some similarities in their personality, uh, in terms of some of the things that were going on off the field. Um, you know, so uh, for me, you know, uh, you know, he's a three technique, I think, and I don't know. To me, I just I think the Dolphins would not. You know, seems like a great kid, but there's just some other issues. I think they're sort of percolating beyond the underneath the the covers as it were some yeah. sometimes when these guys come out you look at them and, and and if you're saying man this is this guy's really unique what it actually means is that he's a he's a tweener and he's neither mm. this nor that and um and i think that i think that Sol solomon thomas honestly is caught right in between that like he is he is neither this nor that he's a six foot two inch 280 pound guy who is neither a defensive end nor a three technique in the nfl and and i think that i, I think that's the unfortunate thing um you know it's, it's i think i remember bill parcell saying uh saying a long time ago i think i think it was in response to when he drafted demarcus where um he's like you know listen if a if a guy that you draft doesn't remind you of someone that you've coached or played or, or coached against um, that was really good, then then that's probably a, a, a pretty big red flag. And um, and I think that you know Solomon Thomas is just another one another one bites the dust that you looked at and you're like, oh, this guy's like really unique because of how big he is and how well he moves. And and then you're like, yeah, but he he was ultimately just a tweener. Yeah. Now, these are two guys. I'm going to mention these two guys on the way out here, and then I, I guess I'll break a little news. But last year we did a podcast before the season, and we were kind of hot on these two guys. They ended up returning to their teams. One got traded in season, and that's uh, Yannick Ngakwe will make it again to free agency. He's only 26 years old, which is insane. Mm -hmm. And Shaq Barrett will make it to free agency. This list keeps getting bigger and bigger. Simon, any interest on either? They 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 figure to be extremely expensive. Once again, yeah, I like I like in but there's clearly something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. You know, the, there was issues down the stretch at Jacksonville, which is why he got traded to the Vikings. I mean, he didn't. What did he play? Half a season before he got traded mm -hmm. again. Yeah, and the Ravens, he, now the Ravens don't want him, and the Ravens don't <laughs> want him. I mean, if that's not buyer beware, I don't know what is because there's clearly something going on behind yeah. the scenes so mm -hmm. yeah I, I can't see the dolphins touching that yeah and what and about, no interest and, on shaq barrett well what about uh, also by the way by the way the fact that marion hobby's not here anymore 
I mean, yeah, and, exactly. And that was that was part of the draw. With, I mean, Shaq Barrett, I just think he's going to be just so expensive. I mean, yeah, you know, he led the league in sacks two years ago. He could have been Super Bowl MVP this year. He's also twenty nine. You know, I mean, just looking at spot track and what his market value is, his market value has got to be in the. Yeah, I mean, they're saying four years, eighty million average salary, twenty million a year. I mean, Dolphins aren't paying that. No, uh, I tell you, one guy who would be interesting to look out for is, um, you know, who I suspect will end up getting cut, um, is uh, our old friend, uh, former New England um, defensive end who went to the Detroit Lions, Trey Flowers. Wouldn't surprise hmm. me if Trey Flowers ended up getting whacked. Dolphins um, bid on him this past offseason. They did. And yeah. didn't what two years ago was it? So, yeah. um, wouldn't surprise me if he there's been rumors about the fact that he might get cut. So, um, I could absolutely see him ending up in, in Miami. I would yeah. be floored if he cut if he got cut. I, I, I really, yeah, I would, I'd be surprised that. too. But yeah, I, I really didn't see that coming. I mean, he's not, I don't think he, you consider him exactly like, um, a Kyle Van Noy, it's it's sort of oh no, of absolutely. Like, I just mean more sure. general. We're talking about ends, right? No, I, I so you're free, freeing up money, freeing up money for a, a different guy. Um, you know, but I absolutely. I mean, my, Miami was interested in him, um, and I think that there's a reason that they were interested in him, and uh, and so if he if he gets cut, then that's that'd be a, a really one to look at because I mean, Shaq Lawson was all right, right? Mm-hmm. But he was wallpaper. It was all right. What they yeah, got to do is it was replace, all right. It was... They got to replace pressures now. You know, I mean, you go mm-hmm. back to you go back to Van Noy and you look in 2019. He had 51 and a half disruptions, seven and a half sacks, 18 mm-hmm. callback hits, 26 pressures. Uh, the year before he had 48 and a half disruptions. Um, the year before he had 20 and a half disruptions in terms of playing stylistically different. We've obviously talked about what he did for Miami. That you've got to make that up somehow. And I, I almost feel like the defense might take a half a step back this year as the offense takes a step and a half forwards. And mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe there'll be some meeting in the middle, um, mm-hmm. in terms of the, the, the unit. But you know, you, you he was a decent player and. Miami's going to have to find a way to get back what he brought, and what he brought is pressuring the quarterback, um, which is a valuable commodity in the modern game. Well, what he brought is the IQ too. I, that's what yeah, I felt absolutely. like. Absolutely. Like he was, he was directing people. He was. I mean, he's a smart player, um, and he knows all the tricks. I mean, that's that's what smart players do. They know all the tricks, right? And um, yeah. and that's and you could see that in his game every time you put it you put it on. Um, it's like, ah, oh, man, he's a tr- he's a tricky son of a bitch, isn't he? Um, yeah. You know, that's and that's what he that's what he did. That, but but I think Miami in the end decided, you know, a tricky guy isn't worth that much. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna try and get something maybe younger, maybe more physically impressive for their money. Maybe this says a yeah. lot more about me than it does Kyle Vanoy. But my one memory from this past season from Kyle Vanoy was that he dropped what would have been a game-winning interception against the Buffalo Bills. In week yeah, that three. was tough. <laughs> that was, that was tough. That ball was if he caught, right if he caught that, the... you think, does he get cut today if he caught that? Well, if he catches that, we likely beat Buffalo. We likely beat Buffalo. And, and we make the playoffs. Well, yeah, because then the last game doesn't matter. We have 11 wins going into the last game. You know? So does he but get who knows? cut? You never know. So does he get cut? That's the thing, right? <laughs> If he catches that, what the only thing that really happens is that we have a 10-point lead with six minutes left against Buffalo mm. at home. Do we hold on? 
Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. Do we hold on? Because they did score two touchdowns late. So, and we ended up losing by, by a field goal. So I don't know. They, if, if we hold on, that's 11 wins, you know, but that's what I remember Kyle Vinoy from. Now, all right, to close, I spoke to somebody and we were banding about, you know, certain names. And this person had heard that the Dallas Cowboys will seek to remedy their, their cap issues, which are plentiful, by making two particular players available. Both of them would help Miami immensely. One has one of what I consider maybe the worst contract in the NFL, and that's Demarcus Lawrence. And the other one is a guy that I would take in a heartbeat, and that's Michael Gallup. Thoughts on both players, Simon, and, you know, what can you do to get those guys if they do become available? Or or, or yeah, is Dallas I, completely fooling themselves that they're going to get something for those guys in this climate? I think they'd get something for Gallup. I'm not sold that they'll get, you know, that it would be an issue almost of having to buy that contract. Um, I think Gallup's a really good player. Uh, and obviously with the drafting of C.D. Lamb, um, it kind of makes him expendable, I suppose. Although, you know, there's nothing wrong with having three and four really good receivers, you know, because that's the game is all about matchups. You get, you know, you're getting C.D. Lamb on the number three corner and you get Mike Gallup on the number three corner, then that's a win. You know, I mean, what I think you'll probably find is we'll end up getting some player-for-player player trades. You know, you look at, for example, would Dallas trade, and I'm, I'm just picking names here, but would Dallas trade uh, Michael Gallup for Stefan Gilmore? for example. You know, they need help at cornerback. The Patriots have been trying to get out from under Gilmore and his contract. You know, is that a is that a value trade? I think that's, you know, you'll see some of those just, just straight up player for player deals. Um, as for Lawrence, again, I just don't think, you know, I, I don't, he's not going to restructure his contract. Why would he? Um, he's a really good player, but... He's restructured I, I it twice Dolph- already. Yeah, I can't see the Dolphins buying that. That's, um, that makes yeah. no sense to me. Yeah, Chris. Well, keep in mind about Demarcus Lawrence. Like, what what did what did they end up saving really on on Kyle Van Noy? Um, uh, no, seven, like, yeah, I mean, there's there's the cap number that they saved for this year, but I mean the cash the cash number of what they saved. I I think it was larger than that. I think it was like something like twelve, but I'm I, I can't twelve point five. It was yeah. I, I wanted to say it was twelve and a half. So. Keep in mind that the the contract that you're talking about that's so bad for Demarcus Lawrence is really just a seventeen million dollar base salary to the person to the team that's trading for him. It's a seventeen million dollar base salary, which is bad. Like I don't I don't love paying seventeen million, but we just talked about how Shaq Barrett's going to get twenty. Um, you know, so so I mean, and we're talking about a contract that's that is, I guess, four and a half million dollars more than what you were going to pay Kyle Van Noy mm-hmm. um, for Demarcus Lawrence, as opposed to Kyle Van Noy. <laughs> you know, um, so there's there's that sort of way to look at it. Uh, so maybe not completely no on that. We'll we'll see. Uh, it just depends how desperate are the Cowboys to get out from under it. Because the seventeen million dollar salary fully guarantees on March twenty second. Um, it's the so fourth that's... highest non quarterback cap hit in mm. the league. Yeah, yeah but that's the, cap, to... hit. That's the that's cap, cap hit. That's the cap hit because they yeah. because because they've restructured him a couple of times. Every time yeah. you do that, it's bad news. Like for Kicking your cap hits. Yeah, but I mean, they trade him to Miami. Miami's like, well, we're just on the hook for the seventeenth. 
you know, the 17.0 and then there's, and then there's out, you know, basically, you know, not, if you don't want to pay 2022's 19 or 2023's 21 million, you don't have to, you know, yeah. <laughs> so you can, you can always just get out of it. So, so maybe, um, you know, Gallup is the guy they would have to give up. I think they would have to give up some stuff for that. And mm. I just, I'm not, I'm not sure if I see Miami doing that. I, I, they're very, they're very, I don't know. They, they hold on to their draft capital. Um, it'd have to be something that really makes a lot of sense and they might be choosy about that, but who knows? But yeah, we wish uh, Cal Vanoy well. He was nice to me when he was down here. Good guy. Spoke to him a couple of times at camp. I wish him well. I hope he doesn't go to the Patriots though. But that's it. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.